This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. It is September 11th. You know that. We are 22 years away from the terror attacks that many of us saw, that many of us witnessed, that younger people now, and think about that, even people 25 years old, born a quarter of a century century ago, don't remember actually seeing it, they hear it. If you want to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC, 848-9222 is the number to call. The memories for those of us who were alive, who did see it, are indelible in our minds. I, I, I doubt whether there's any one of you that do not remember where you were, what you were doing when you first heard of the attacks. Those of you that, like I did, turned on the TV. I was in Maryland the day that it happened, and I got calls. Calls started coming in. Hey, you know, uh, uh, something happened to the Trade Center. A plane flew in. And what are you talking about? Turned on the TV, and I turned on the TV moments before the second plane hit. And when that second plane hit, you knew that it wasn't an accident, that just like we all knew that America was under attack. And the image of that second plane hitting the building also was jarring because just like now, you know, you watch so much whether it's in movies or television, you see the special effects going on and you see horrific things played out before you in movies, but they're fiction. And so when you see something that's real, for a moment the brain may not even realize how real this is, that something just happened. A plane, a real plane with real people just flew into this building you watch the day that that entire day unfold and the days afterwards shortly after that i was in maryland i was living 
at the moment uh, that this happened not too far away from the Pentagon. And then the Pentagon was under attack. And being in the D.C. area that day, I can tell you, was also quite a memory. The helicopters was when, what, what your mind, the helicopters. There were helicopters, military helicopters, it looked like. In formation, and then things get quiet in the skies later that day. No planes at all, and you realize how quiet everything was without planes. Uh, not that the planes were incredibly noisy back then, but it, it, you just realize that, wait a minute, I'm not hearing, I'm not seeing any planes. Something's happening. And then talking with people that day, I had some friends who worked at network te- television, and they had people in the building in one of the towers because that's where the antennas were. That's where some of their transmission, the top of that building, near the top. And they had people in there that lost their lives as well. Part of the the, the number, the staggering number of people who lost their lives that day. And I was, I had people, friends calling me from, one of my friends from a control room of a major television network, and he was telling me about some of the things that the network was not showing because they were too graphic to show. And those of you who watched will remember seeing images of bodies People that jumped, people that had to make a choice in an instant. Am I going to be burned to death or would I rather fall to the earth from this incredible skyscraper and die that way? I mean, most of us can't even imagine what what it must be like to have to make those kind of choices. Do I want to be burned to death or do I jump out of this building? How do I want to die? Within days, we knew, which was remarkable, and I remember Rush commenting on this. I remember Rush commenting that it didn't take long for us to actually know the identity of the hijackers, those involved. And that, in and of itself, looking at that, and the ease at which some of these men involved in this, what they did, I want, to, I want to learn how to fly a plane. No, I don't need to know how to land it. I want to learn how to fly it, not land it. That happened. The recriminations that followed. Why wasn't 
our intelligence up to it, the recriminations that followed, the fact that the Bill Clinton, under Bill Clinton's administration, the USS Cole, the attack on the USS Cole, which was a precursor to what happened on 9-11, was never really dealt with properly. The fact that, and many people will forget this, that there was a chance to get bin Laden, but Bill Clinton was out on the golf course. And when Sandy Berger apparently approached him, that's how the story went anyway, as far as I can remember it. It was kind of waved off as not being as important. Those are all the details. Those are the things that one thinks about when the anniversary of September 11th comes. Now, of course, today, Kamala Harris was in New York along with the dignitaries. Rudolph Giuliani was there. You just heard his show. Rudy has, Mayor Rudy, America's mayor, has a full media day, but he may join us for a few minutes as well. He just got through wrapping up his own show. There's some questions I'd like to ask Rudy to Dave. He has a few moments, but I also remember what it was like being a kid and listening to the older people talk about Pearl Harbor. Every December 7th, the old people would the older people would talk about Pearl Harbor. It's Pearl Harbor Day. And they, some of them were, some of them all decades later after it happened were still incensed. And for many of the young people, people in my generation, it was like, yeah, okay, Pearl Harbor Day, uh, what happened then? Yeah. And it wasn't until I saw documentaries of what actually happened at Pearl Harbor that you learned learned how horrific those attacks were, that attack. All part of it. Pearl Harbor is about forgotten now for an entire generation December 7th comes and goes, and sometimes it's not even mentioned. And one day, one day, September 11th won't be mentioned. As we in this generation die out and make room for the new generation, and then that generation dies out, new events happen, older events fade into memory. They get a sentence, a paragraph, and a textbook of history. If they're even mentioned at all. But for those of us who went through that, and I say went through it as observers, because most of us, I mean, it was, most of us were not on the ground right there. Now, there are people who lived in the neighborhoods who were still around, And many of them will tell you what it was like. I have friends also, and I'm sure you do too, that lived in close proximity. They'll tell you about what it was like breathing the air as the fires still raged. They will tell you what it was like being in the city in the days after those buildings came down. 
and it's something that they will never forget. And hopefully many of us, all of us, should never forget. There was a lot to unpack then. There's a lot to still unpack about 9-11. Just like conspiracy theories emerged after Pearl Harbor, the conspiracy theories emerged after 9-11. Some of them are still going on, and you hear people once in a while chime up with something that to many of us sounds utterly ridiculous. The inside job stuff, all of this stuff. But one thing for sure, September 11th was a day that does live in infamy, like Pearl Harbor before it did. One of the stories that's out today, the Fire Department of New York, deaths from 9-11, complications are nearly equal to the number of deaths that happened that day. The Uniform Firefighters Association of Greater New York says 343 New York City firefighters died on September 11th, and in the years since, 341 more members of the New York City Fire Department have died from related causes, including being subjected to breathing in the materials that were present because of the way that those buildings went down. Tunnel to Towers today, all day long. WABC is joining the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for a special day of tribute, remembering 9-11. 22 years later, we will never forget America's heroes. So please keep it here on WABC all day for the special programming, and thank you for all the great work that Tunnel to Towers has done to help the victims of 9-11 and their families. And that work continues to this day. Again, telephone number is 800-848-WABC. Telephone number 800-848-9222. Joe Biden is nowhere to be found in the New York, Pennsylvania areas. That has enraged some people. Making a statement from Alaska. He's been busy. One of the musical birthdays today, we always, on our music history too, Tommy Shaw, birthday today from Styx. James Golden, Bo Snerly. 
on this 22nd anniversary. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 77 WABC and Tumble Towers Foundation presents 9-11. 22 years later. Now, here's James Golden. A.K.A. Bo Snurdly. It is not just the firefighters who have suffered, my friends. Dr. Michael Crane, Associate Professor of Environmental Medicine and Public Health at Mount Sinai, says nearly 10,000 first responders who were in the area that day, 10,000 have been since diagnosed with some sort of cancer. And the number of posts, according to CBS News, the number of post-9-11 deaths attributed to complications that day, says Dr. Crane, are also expected to top the number of deaths that happened on 9-11. I read earlier today, for the first time in a few years, using new sophisticated DNA analysis, another one of the victims of 9-11 had been identified. There are people, many of them, who, because of the nature, the horrific nature of what happened, were unable to be identified. I mean, those planes going into the buildings full of jet fuel, it was just an inferno. I want to go to the telephones a little bit early, and there is other news out here. Hopefully, we may have time to catch some of it with regard to some of the other issues of the day. But let's talk with Tommy in the Bronx right now. Tommy, it says you were down in Lower Manhattan. The call screener uh, board here says you were down in Lower Manhattan during the 9-11 event. Well, what I was, was first of all, you're doing a great job. I went down there later that night. I was not down there during the day. I went down there during the night, and everybody says the city that sleeps. Well, there was nobody out. There was absolutely nobody outside. 
Um, it was quiet out there. People were home, probably just watching their TVs, what was happening. So I got down there. I drove down to Canal Street. You could only go as far as Canal with a car. I, we st- I stopped there. As I stopped there, I saw other cars coming down, stopping there. And I could see guys with tears coming down their faces. There were big, scrapping, strong guys. They were probably off-duty firemen or relatives of them who were going down there to look for their buddies who were murdered earlier in the daytime and possibly off, off police, off duty police cops and construction workers down there. And I was watching the, the, the uh, fire trucks that were demolished as I was going down closer. I was watching them towing them out of there. And to me, I just said, look, look what these animals did to this country today. And it really infuriated me totally. But um, to me, 9-11 is an endless murder scene. We know there's more people who got infected by that and that smoke that came. It only didn't just stop at, nine, uh, at Canal Street. That smoke was all over the city. I remember I could breathe it in for as high up as in the Bronx. I could smell that smoke for months after 9-11. And people, firemen are dying for that. Guys we've known passed away. I mean, I know guys who were in the tragedy of the uh, Superstorm Sandy and lost, you know, tragically there. And then the fire, he was a fireman in 9-11. And he's just a guy who's broken from all of this. And uh, they brought it upon us. But people have to realize 9-11 attack was a terrorist military operation that was planned for, trained for, and executed within the borders of America by a foreign entity. And when you get hit within your perimeter, you're supposed to secure your perimeter. And that was not the case, because I can tell you a lot of things happen. People, young people should know. A few weeks after 9-11, I was alerted to by certain individuals uh, to go out to Kennedy Airport. Because if you remember, nobody was flying the long-term parking lot. You could probably play 20 football games in that part. No, except for the international flights that were coming in from back in Afghanistan. They were calling them refugees, customs at the time. We called them the Border Patrol, said we have no idea who these individuals are. They were coming in from Afghanistan. This is right after 9-11. I saw it. I was privy to it. I, I called a couple of shows and let people know what was going on there. This attack was an attack on our soil by people who are enemies of the country inside of our country operating. And there were some people who did warn about this who were great Americans but they weren't really given the time of day. And, and it was one crazy thing I'll never forget. Uh, they threatened to uh, the terrorists. If you remember, a lot of things were coming after that. Of it, to, to blow up a military uh, a cemetery in Europe. That's what was coming along out of the lines and stuff. And there were guys calling up patriots, threatening the, the terrorists. These are just average Americans threatening them if they ever tried to do that. I remember also what happened when flying did resume. I was commuting. I was commuting to Florida and living in Florida. Uh, not living, living there during the week and then commuting back to Maryland. I was working with Rush. I was living in the Maryland area maybe two days a week. I would get home late Friday night, and right after Meet the Depressed ended on TV on Sunday, I'd have to get a flight to go back. Um, one of the things that I remember was once people did start flying again, it was almost as if there was a camaraderie. Men would men on the plane would while in the waiting area circle around and there'd be a conversation. All right, what are we going to do if something happens? 
and you had guys, I'm in the emergency exit, I'll take down a guy, where are you, what can we use? People were planning what to do if somebody acted stupid on a plane and started some stuff. How are we going to deal with it? And I, I won't forget that either. We're going to take a quick break. WABC, more of your calls coming back. Chicago takes us in. This was number one. This time back then. Let's get to the news and come back. WABC and Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents 9-11. 22 years later. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. It is a distinct honor to have with me on the line America's Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor, James, I just... how are you? I how am... I don't know. I am just I know, overcoming I know. a little funny. bit. It's a, strange, it's a strange thing. I was just talking to my former fire commissioner, Tom Von Essen, you know, on ABC. I had him on and I said, yeah. stupidly said, how are you? And he said, well, not too well. And I said, I guess I'm not either. And uh, you're interrupting me listening to uh, President, what's his name, Biden. Uh, oh. I, I got to tell you, James, I've been down to that ceremony every year but one, the year I had a knee operation. And uh, it's always been bittersweet, uh, but always some good feelings. Being there with uh, uh, being there with Mayorkas and Harris today, it was a very bad feeling. Yeah. Because I had the feeling that we're back to even before where we started. In other words, things are more dangerous now. The doors are wide open to any terrorist coming into this country that wants to come in. All of the changes that we made are better intelligence. Intelligence only works if you check people. Yep. I mean, intelligence is worthless if you don't check anybody. I can't believe there aren't more terrorists in this country than ever before. And that's one of the things I'm glad that you mentioned and I wanted to ask you about. I also want to ask you about something else, Mr. Mayor. 9-11. There is footage. I had friends that worked or major network that they lost people. They were doing maintenance on the towers on top mm-hmm. of the building. Right. And this network, my friend tells me that there is footage that this network has that has never been seen and will never be seen because it was so graphic. Uh, and people have been afraid to show what really happened, the horrific nature of it all. We had, And that's beyond the pictures that we have already seen. You were down there at Ground Zero. You were there. Yeah. And by the way, without knowing that day whether there would be another attack, all of you were there trying to save lives, trying to get this city through it. What did you see there that hasn't been seen by most of us, Mr. Mayor, if you want to talk yeah. about that? 
Sure, sure. I, I actually talked a bit today with a few of my colleagues about this. Uh, well, first of all, I think probably the worst thing that I saw was the people jumping. And then, of course, following them to their to hitting the ground. And um, it wasn't even just what you saw. It was the sound. The sound, the sound is a sound I can remember now, and um, it was both. It was both seeing it and also contemplating the choices these people had to make. The first one that I realized, I was looking up at the hundredth floor, hundred and first floor, and I saw this man. So he probably was just a little figure, really, to me but I almost felt like I knew him and I was thinking what he must be thinking. Should I stay and burn or should I jump or, and I don't know if he jumped or, 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 or I don't know if he jumped or he fell, but he came down and I watched him and it changed my whole attitude about September 11. Uh, when I went down there, this was another emergency to me of which I had handled a hundred and I was really pretty arrogant. I thought we could handle any emergency I had, I had just finished a book on leadership, on how to handle emergencies. And when that happened, I grabbed Bernie Carrick's arm and I said, Bernie, this one, <laughs> this one we don't have a book for. We're going to have to make our decisions based on our best instincts. And we're going to have to ask God to make them right. And uh, just, just do the best that we can because this is way beyond us. I never, I never expected airplanes being used as missiles attacking our buildings. But I think because of all the preparation, we were at least better prepared than probably most other places. I had very good people. I had people who had been through horrible things. Uh, earlier that year, my fire commissioner and I lost three firefighters, firefighters on Father's Day. We both thought you know, we were near the end of our term, and we both said to each other as we were at the funeral, I guess this will be the worst, you know, we'll have to face. Because it's the first thing that came to mind when it turned out to be 343 on September 11. Let me turn to something today and ask you your opinion about it. The Biden Department of Justice and the FBI have labeled or tried to label parents that are concerned about their children's schools as domestic terrorists. They have also lied about, as we found out, how extensive the operation was to label traditional Catholics as domestic terrorists. That is giving them the same sort of equivalency as those people who took down these buildings. What do you make of those efforts from the Department of Justice, the FBI, under Joe Biden and Merrick Garland? Well, they substantially diminish our ability to deal with real terrorism. First of all, they take resources away. Uh, uh, we don't, I'm sure, no matter how well we were doing, you, you don't really have enough resources to deal with terrorism. They're coming at you in all directions. Uh, they're coming out of caves. And uh, even if the intelligence is better, to take uh, hundreds or thousands of agents and put them on to parents who are worried about their kids being mutilated, 
is going to mean that this country is more dangerous. It's also going to mean the terrorism label gets diminished. We don't pay as much attention to it. Uh, look, the FBI didn't have enough resources to follow uh, the, uh, the the guy who did the attack uh, of, the, of the Boston Marathon. And that guy was clearly a terrorist. I mean, he had gone back to uh, South Russia, right into a terrorist region. Uh, he had already made threats. He was on the FBI list. And the FBI decided not that he wasn't a terrorist. They didn't have enough resources to follow him. And then they did the unpardonable thing of not turning it over to the Boston Police Department. So the guy, the guy was free to do what he did. And this is before, this is before, this was during the Obama era. This was before we were using FBI agents to go after January 6th people. Uh, that was supposed to be one of the biggest investigations in our history. And after parents. So, I mean, we don't have unlimited resources. And if you use them unwisely, you make this country much more dangerous. Not to mention the fact that this is just a terrible violation of our of our rights as parents. I mean, who should who should be making decisions for children, the state or parents? Well, in communist countries and Nazi countries, the state makes the decision. In American type com- countries like ours, we do. Parents do. So that I, is the I way it's supposed to work. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is still sitting there, and now there are talks at the FBI. Uh, I'm sorry, the Pentagon under the Biden administration is interested in cutting plea deals for the remaining terrorists, including the mastermind terrorists of the 9/11 attacks. We are 22 years later. There is. Uh, th- those families of victims are being told we may cut a deal and take the death penalty off the table. Your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, that is, uh, for, for, first of all, it's going to put Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and certainly the other four in the category of who knows who Biden will trade him for, right? I mean, uh, the deals that he's made so far have all been against the interests of the United States and in the interest of China or terrorist countries. So that'll put them immediately on the... Plus, the terrorists will have uh, plenty of uh, uh, motivation to try to uh, create very compelling situations, kidnap people uh, to see if they can get them out. Uh, Second, it's just... um, This is the worst attack on the domestic United States Certainly, since the War of 1812, and that was a that was a war that we were prepared for. This was a sneak attack, like Pearl Harbor, and more people died than Pearl Harbor. If we can't, if we don't have the death penalty for this, I mean, then we're not going to have it for anything. And it's the only, honestly, it's the only thing they understand. Uh, people say, "Oh, it's much worse if you're in jail for the rest of your lives." Well, in that case, why does everybody fight the death penalty so much? And finally, I know you have other interviews to do, and I thank you so much for your generosity in being always, with us. Always but a I, pleasure to be with you, James. Always. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Finally, this. We were supposed to connect the dots, and you addressed this a little bit earlier with the terrorists coming through. We were supposed to connect the dots. after right. the And have we now 
going back to not only the dots being unconnected, but maybe even worse shape. We have 7 million people that have entered this country under Joe Biden illegally. We have no mechanisms to vet these people. Whatever happened to this notion of America finally waking up and connecting the dots to secure our homeland? I think it's been uh, completely thrown out in the desire to fundamentally, as Obama said, fundamentally change our form of government and our way of life. Uh, Right now, among those 7 million people, uh, and that doesn't account the people we never got to see. I mean, we we have people that we haven't vetted properly, and we have people we haven't even vetted or seen, possibly, you know, another three, four million. And and, And it stands to reason that with the cartels in charge of the border, that these are much more dangerous people than prior generations of illegals. The, the, the cartels are now controlling the border. We do nothing but help them to come in. We stop Governor Abbott from preventing them from coming in. So it stands to reason that we're going to have even more dangerous people coming in. I mean, if you're a head of a terrorist group, if you're the head of a drug group, if you're a head of a, of a, of a, of a uh, sex trafficking group, you would be foolish not to send people in and take advantage of this. It's like an invitation from uh, Biden and Adams and please, you know, and Adams, Adams will get you a job if you come to New York. Yep. Mr. Mayor, I know you have to run. And again, thank you. What an honor. And I just want to say, Mr. Mayor, thank you for everything that you did, not only for New York, but to help save your nation after these wicked attacks. And we love you, Mr. Mayor, and God bless you. Thank you. Mayor Giuliani, ladies and gentlemen, James Goldwyn is 9-11, 22 years later. Coming back, more of your calls coming up. Don't go away. 77 WABC and Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents 9-11, 22 years later. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. And this programming note, at 540 this afternoon, you're going to want to keep it here on WABC all day long, but... Mayor Adams will be joining Rita Cosby, John Katsimatidis at 540 this afternoon. Mayor Adams will be here. So keep it right here. I'm sure you'll want to listen in for that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Tom, you're up first on Rapid Phones. Right to your point, please. Very vividly, I was in the restaurants, and one of the workers had a TV, and I seen the uh, the planes hit the buildings. <clears throat> it was it was horrible, and and uh, it really it was a awakening call for all of us. <clears throat> you know, it ab- it absolutely was, and those are images I'm sure, like many, you'll never forget. Tom, thank you for sharing that. Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Rapid phones, you're next. Had a part-time job at Windows on the World, but I wasn't there assigned that day, but everybody died that was there. But I want to say on a positive note, driving in with the Newark police, 12 car 
caravan. I was in the front vehicle, video journalist, seeing the crowd cheering on the police on the West Side Highway when the power was on and with signs. People in cafes, like the man said, were standing up and clapping from inside the cafe when they just glimpsed and they saw the out-of-town police. And lastly, when my friend, who I was told was killed, my co-worker, Roston, then I saw his name on my caller ID and heard his voice. And I would say that was probably the best moment of my life because I had accepted that he was dead and was told that he was dead. But he's still alive. He was alive. Wow. Awesome memories. Thank you, Andrew. Susan in Milburn, New Jersey, you are up next. Hi. How are you? Um, I want to say one thing that I think that we've overlooked a huge thing in Rudy Giuliani. That man gave everything he had to not only the city of New York, but to this entire country. And the fact that right now, today, he is going through what he is going through at the hands of a coward is despicable and deplorable. And Rudy Giuliani, for all the lives that he saved and all the people that he gave hope to, deserves to be let go 100%. Could not agree with you more. And these attacks on Rudy should have never happened. Patricia in Brooklyn, New York. How are you, Patricia? Patricia in Brooklyn. We're going to move on then to Viviana in Brooklyn. How are you, Viviana? Well, I'm very, very worried, Bo. Um, Many of the men that have arrived in New York City are men of military age. They are potential, um, those people that uh, Mayor Rudy was talking about, potential terrorists. And what's really getting me is that the Biden administration, they're doing treasonous acts because they're allowing all these people to flood the border. Some people think about terrorist acts, but I'm also thinking that these these people can be used as insurgents of a, a government that doesn't want America uh, to be the same America we've, we have grown up with to take over our nation. And we need to get Biden to stop and close the border, period. Thank you. Again, Rita Cosby is coming up with John Katsimatidis for an interview with Eric Adams coming up shortly. Keep it here on WABC Radio. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. I don't know whether you can do it rapidly, Jimmy, but nail your point. Osama bin Laden's mentor and advisor was Ayman al-Zawahiri. Zawahiri was trained by the Soviets. He was a Soviet agent behind 9-11. Earth Day, April 22nd, is Lenin's birthday. It's Islamo-Leninist, Enviro-Leninist. We are in big trouble. God bless Giuliani. He stands tall and proud and brave. He's not withering. Neither is Trump. Heaven Thank help you. Us. Got it. David, you've got 10 seconds. I want to get you in. Make it, David. I made it for the world trade from the, uh, excuse me, I was a little being emotional. I, from the United Nations down to the Staten Island Ferry, almost didn't make it home, and it was at night. I've been in Thank the you. That's all the time we have. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you. Never forget 9-11. Your families, your loved ones. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow, same time for Boston Early's Rush Hour. Love, gratitude for your being here. See you then. Bye.